Hey, it's your boy Harith Ja, and welcome to this episode 41 of the Harith Ja podcast. Episode fucking 41. Wow, I'm so proud. Uh, I've been looking forward to the episode 50 mark for a while. And you know what? I'm going to commit myself to making that one a little extra special. So stay in touch for that. I'm hoping uh, I can pull something amazing off. I'm coming to you on Monday, 21st December 2020. Huh. 21st December 2020. Why do I feel like that date means something? For fuck's sake! It's so fucking loud. I'm at home in my room at the moment because I had to come home early and give Fauna some showers. Which was not the best. But you know what? I found that showering a cat doesn't have to be so hard. It's like... It's just like uh, coercing a reluctant girl to have sex with you. That's what showering a cat is like. So what you got to do is say a lot of sweet nothings, a lot of soft words. Be like, hey, 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 come over here. Just step into there. I know it looks scary, but believe me, it's going to be good for you. You're going to have a good time. <laughs> you got to get them used to the shower. Turn on the shower, put them in the toilet. Don't let them touch the water. And then once they're in the shower, just like rinse slowly, pat their head and just go like, Amy, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if you try it, if you try it the same tactics with a girl, like I'm not going to lie, that shit just sounds rapey. But I don't know. Maybe that's not the worst advice I've given on this podcast so far. All right. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about, uh, hold on. I had it written. Yeah, guys, I write notes for this shit. It's not off the cuff. I'm not that talented yet. All right. Today, I'm going to talk about this little concept. All right. It's going to be interesting for women and a bit eye-opening for men. Ladies, getting a man is easy, but keeping him is hard. Now, there's a lot packed in that statement and I'm going to get to it towards the end of the podcast. The last thing I'm going to do in this podcast is talk about... ASEAN News, Singapore. But before that, did I? Fuck, I'm getting forgetful. Did I talk about my brother yet? Yeah. He and his girlfriend are downstairs. So I'm at home at the moment. And you know why I'm at home and not in my studio. By the way, guys, I'm curious. If you think I sound better at home than I do at the studio, find a way to let me know. WhatsApp, Instagram. Or you can email me at harithgeofficial at gmail.com. Yeah, you, you can hear their fucking TV downstairs. Playing at a fucking maximum. Oh, God. I wonder, you know what? I wonder if this will be interesting. I'm going to get the microphone and ask them nicely to keep it down. You're going to hear a lot of bump, bump, bumping, but uh, I'm just fucking experimenting with this and see if something interesting comes out of it. All right, guys, bear with me. Afik! Can do me a little tiny favor. Can you reduce it a teeny tiny bit? The volume. Thank you so much. Love ya. All right. I hope that wasn't too goddamn noisy. Please bear with me while I get myself situated. Gotta get my headphones on. Gotta get back in bed. Maybe in the meantime, I can sing some show tunes. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm, 
Right now I'm thinking about like a million fucking things you could spend your time on that's better than listening to this podcast. Oh, but that's enough self-depreciation. I know a lot of you enjoy this shit for some reason. I assume like, you know, people I didn't expect who would listen to me are listening to me and I'm just like, bro, why why do you listen to me? And he's like, I don't know, man. I just like listening to someone talk crap in my accent. <laughs> The motherfucker likes the way I speak. So yeah, my younger brother and their girlfriend, I almost said sister, yikes. <clears throat> my younger brother and his girlfriend are downstairs watching TV. My papa's going to come home and see that shit and my dad's going to be like, what are you doing? Oh, he- nah, I'm kidding. Uh, he's really shy and awkward. So he's going to be a really nice guy. Like, hello, hello, okay. Uh, I go first, okay? Okay. But then... When my dad sees me upstairs, he's going to be like, what is she doing here? Why can't he focus on his study? He's still in the university. Like you, I was not okay. Even when you were dating that Angela girl, I was not 100% okay because I wanted you to focus on your study. And my brother needs to focus on his study, man. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a tall, attractive guy. But in the head, he's a bit fucking empty. Oh, I feel like I'm going off the rails here. Let me get back to talking about the podcast. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about why keeping a man is hard and in ASEAN New Singapore. But before that, I've got a funky email, man. Guys, this is super interesting. Someone wants to give me millions of, I think it was euros or dollars. I just read the first bit. So I'm going to read this interesting email to you. Uh, I received on official at gmail.com maybe one of my listeners loves me so much that she wants to give me millions of dollars alright check this out guys let's read <clears throat> from carlson.monica8 at gmail.com sent to me 6 December 2020 oh I got to this email late alright let's read it says greetings my dear I sent this email praying it will found you in a good condition of health whoa man this listener is so nice she was like oh lord Vishnu I pray that the receiver received this is in good health and why am I doing that in an Indian accent? It's because the English on this is atrocious. <laughs> what, no, I'm not saying Indian people have bad English. It's just the syntax of this message. Like, I'll read it again. It says, I sent this email praying it will found you in a good condition of health. It just sounds like something an Indian or a Bengali might say. I fucking mic stand. Forgive me, guys. All right, it continues. Since I myself are in a very critical health condition, am in a fucking hell, man. This person should just forward me their emails. I'll spell check them for free. By the way, listeners, I'll do that shit for you for free too. You want anything spell check just or, or like grammar check, just send it to me. official at gmail.com. And while you're at it, why don't you ask me like a dating fucking question? Since I myself are in a very critical health condition in which I sleep every night without knowing if I may be alive to see the next day, I am Mrs. Monica John Carlson from Denmark. Denmark! <laughs> okay. If you um, if you listen to my previous episode 40, then uh, you'll know I do, do a kick-ass uh, Scandinavian accent. So I'm going to read the rest in that accent. <clears throat> 
Hey, Mrs. Monica John Carlson from Denmark, wife of late Mr. John Carlson, a widow suffering from a long time illness. <laughs> Guys, if I continue that, are you just going to get annoyed and uh, tune out? <laughs> Could you hear what I was saying, though? I was saying, um, so this lady is like a widow suffering from a long time illness. I love that I have a listener from fucking Denmark. <laughs> Am I just deluding myself? To be honest, I've seen my Spotify analytics. I get listeners from really weird places. I've seen Sweden. I've seen Netherlands in my analytics, but not yet Denmark. I have some funds I inherited from my late husband, the son of $11 million. Wow, $11 million my listener wants to give me. Goddamn, who says podcasting doesn't pay off? I might, I might be $11 million richer, guys. My doctor told me recently that I have serious sickness, which is a cancer problem. Is that Was that the official diagnosis? Madam, I have found in the test that you have a cancer problem. <laughs> she didn't even tell me what... She's such a nice person that she didn't even tell me what cancer she has. Like, she doesn't want Harithja to worry about it. She's like, I got you, bro. Let me just help you. You don't need to know all my problems. All right. What disturbs me most is my stroke or sickness. What? Do you have stroke or cancer? Which one? Or both? Okay. Having known my condition, I decided to donate this fund to a good person that would utilize it all, utilize it the way I'm going to instruct herein. Wow, this listener thinks I'm a good person, motherfucker. She has a warped sense of morality. <laughs> I'm teaching guys how to get laid, woman. Uh, I don't know. You could argue that I'm making the world a better place. So, yeah, maybe she sees it that way. I need a very honest and God-fearing person who can claim this money and use it for charity works, for orphanages, widows, and also build schools for less privileges that will be named after my late husband. If possible, yeah, I'll use 11 million euros and name, name it after fucking... Mr. John Carlson, what, SMK, John Carlson, <laughs> why the fuck not? And to promote the word of God, I'm not sure I can help you there. And the effort that the house of God is maintained. Now, here's an important question. What kind of house of God do you want me to build here, Monica John Carlson? I'm fucking Malaysian, you would know that, you know, you're listening to my podcast. So you're asking me to build a mosque? Are you Muslim? You know, if you want me to build a mosque, it's no issue. But if I build a fucking church or Hindu temple, Buddhist temple, I'm going to get in trouble. So fucking hell, there's going to be a new mosque in Bukit Jalil, I guess. Oh, fuck. Now you know where I live. Come over, guys. We can party. Maybe we can like do a live episode together. Why the fuck not? All right. <clears throat> Adjusting myself. I do not want a situation where this money will be used in an ungodly manner. Wow, can, can I can I just use some of it and rub it on my dick? Just just some of it? Just like five dollars. $5. No, no, a hundred dollars. I want to wank with a hundred dollar note. 
That's why I'm taking this decision. You're taking this decision? Mm. I'm not afraid of death, so I know where I'm going. Where are you going? I accept this decision. I'm tired. <clears throat> I accept this decision because I do not have... You know what? Let me practice my Chinese accent. <laughs> hey, who knows? Monica John Carlson from Denmark might be Chinese. You never know. <clears throat> I accept this decision because I do not have any child who will inherit this money after I die. Now I'm just going to pretend she has a child. Even if I have a child, the child don't study. What the fuck I give the money to my child for? Okay, I just inserted that. Continuing with the message. Pris, I want your sincerity and urgent answer to know if you will be able to execute this project. And I'll give you more information on how the fund will be transferred to your bank account. <laughs> Was that Indian or Norwegian? I am waiting for your reply. May God bless you, Mrs. Monica John Carlson. Ooh, just like that, guys. I'm going to be rich. There's a form here with a link. I'm going to click fill out form. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm not going to do anything. What if like my laptop explodes or something? Uh, I'll think about it later. But you know what? Once I have 11 million euros, I mean dollars, guys, I'm going to like buy some new equipment. It's going to be great. Man, uh, I met uh, I met this uh, really high profile guy the other day. Motherfucker gave me a book as a present. And to be honest, guys, I hate, fucking hate getting books as present. Does anyone else uh, feel the same way? Yeah? It's like, why the fuck are you giving me this thing? Now, like, I have to commit to, like, I don't know, anywhere between 6 to 20 hours reading that book. I know some of you listening are going to be like, bro, you don't have to read the book. And I'm like, yeah, but the book I got it from, the <laughs> I got the book from an, from the guy who wrote it, the author. So the next time I see this motherfucker, he's going to be like, hey, man, what do you think of the book? And I'm gonna, I got to be like, uh, well, I read, uh, I thought chapter one was really good. And then he'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks. What do you think of chapter seven? And in the in my head, I'll be like, Ugh. I've actually gotten two books in my life from the authors. And I hate that I... I read those the damn things just because I had to like answer them in the future because I know, you know, something about authors, right? Not all, but the ones I've met, they're so fucking self-centered about the shit they produce. Like even if they give it to you for free, they want you to stroke their ego somehow. So you got to say something nice about their books, law. Yeah, if I ever write a book, guys, like I hope that doesn't be what the hell would I even write a book about fucking dating? Why why the hell would I do that? There's so much shit on the internet about dating. You don't even need me to be honest. If you really had a question about dating, like if you google it, I think no, I take that back. That's a very bad idea. There's a lot of bullshit dating advice. But if you want to ask me where you can go for sources, like I would be super happy to help you out. You can just send me a message at harithjofficial at gmail.com. You don't have to send me money because now I have fucking $11 million. So I'm set for life. But where was I going with this? 
Mm, I was trying to say, yeah, so the stuff about dating that I talk about, please take it just for entertainment purposes. <laughs> All the stuff I'm saying, I I honestly think you can find online, but you get it here in a neat package where you can laugh at my shit jokes at the same time. I want to talk about crazy women. I don't know why I uh, that topic just uh, popped up in my head. The crazy ladies. Uh, oh, I know why this topic popped up. So yesterday I was uh, at a party, a uh, small party, let's call it a gathering of friends. And my friend just like pulled me aside. I'm going to give him a fake name. Let's call him Fikion. Uh, I need a uh, Jack. There we go. I'm so bad when people put me on the stop. Come up with a fake name. Come up with a fake name, Jack. Jack tells me, bruv, you know, there's this girl I'm trying to hook up with. And I'm like, oh, cool, man. Tell me more. And then he's like, well, she looks quite hot. She's a seven. And I'm like, okay. And then he said, she's Chinese. And I'm like, all right, all right. And then he said, uh, nice dyed hair, lots of tattoos. I'm like, I like what I'm hearing. And then he's like, Jack is like, but she's kind of crazy. And I'm like, huh. Suddenly, I don't like what I'm hearing. Tell me more, bruv. Jack says, uh, she's kind of cuckoo, does drugs, and what was it he said? Like, ha- like has just like mood swings and all that. And I'm like, all right, uh, have you done anything yet? And he says, no, but I'm super tempted to. And I'm like, huh. Now, this is what I think of that situation, listeners. Crazy ladies. The conventional advice is you don't stick your dick in crazy. But to be honest, uh, I haven't really fucked a crazy woman in my life ever. I just, it's not something I've done. I've never dated crazy women. I've ha- I've dated women with crazy tendencies. Now that's a different thing. A cra- uh, crazy tendencies does not make you crazy. It's just sometimes you can get off the rails, you know, but otherwise you're a perfectly sane human being. So... I don't have experience in this department, but the general rule is don't stick your dick in crazy. That being said, guys, you know, I've always been curious about that. So for the sake of like, I don't know, education, self-education, learning about the world, learning about yourself. Why the hell not? You know, fuck a crazy lady. What's the worst she can do? Poke her. Oh, and wrap it up, obviously. Wear a condom. But what's the worst you could do? I guess poke holes in your condom. Easy. Don't come inside. But then I guess her STDs might go through the holes. Does it work that way? (laughs) I'm sure it works that way. Yeah, she might poke holes in your condom, might have AIDS and not tell you. While you're sleeping, she could like steal your condom from wherever you... If you didn't flush it, let's say you threw it in the dustbin, she could steal your condom and, I don't know, stuff it up her pussy. She could kill you while you're sleeping. She could steal your money. She could take your phone and hack it. Oh, fuck. There's a lot of things a crazy girl would do, right? I don't know why. Despite all this, I'm super interested. You know, I have, I'm have. i in a long-term relationship at the moment, so I don't need to be sticking my dick in crazy. That being said, if any of you are brave enough to do that, man, like, let me know because I do it and write a story like to harrisgeofficial at gmail.com. Tell me what happened because I would love to entertain my listeners with this shit. I think that would do really well in terms of content. 
Okay, on to the main dating portion of today's podcast. I want to talk about for women, right? You know, women, you can get guys anytime. That's why I came up with this. Yeah, I don't think it's been written anywhere. But this is why I genuinely believe for women, getting him is easy. Keeping him is hard. Keeping him is hard. Now, again, this is a general rule. It uh, doesn't apply to every man because you're never going to get Justin Bieber, right? But I'm just talking about guys in general. You know, to get a guy, it's not super hard. You just got to look fuckable at minimum above a 6.5. I think any woman can look above a 6.5. You just got to uh, maintain your weight, dress nicely, smell good. And you can get most guys just by doing that. If you're asking me, hey man, what's a 6.5 man? Uh, I don't know how to describe it to you, to be honest. Oh, I think I, I think I know. So this is not mine, right? But I think I read it online somewhere. Like five means there's nothing attractive about her. Four means there's one unattractive thing about her. Three means there are two unattractive things about her and so on and so forth. So five is like neutral. There's nothing attractive about you. Six means there's one thing attractive about you. Seven means that are there are a couple things attractive about you. Eight means there are many things attractive about you. Nine things mean nine means you are fucking attractive. There's like a lot, a lot, a lot attractive about you. Ten means you're like fucking goddess, like Scarlett Johansson before she got fat. Cut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, f- I don't know why I felt bad saying that, but you know what? I, I think it's just a consequence. Uh, people don't maintain their hotness throughout their life, like. Uh, objective physical hotness. I'm just being real, guys. Scarlett Johansson was a pure hottie. And then, you know, things happen. You just want to enjoy life. Have a Big Mac. <laughs> Have a Big Mac, Johansson. It's fine. Where was I? Yeah, so seriously, you just need to be like a 6.5 in my opinion, which means having two, at least two things attractive about you and one of them can be like a fit body and... I don't know, even if you have no boobs, no butt. Another thing can be like how cute you are, how good you smell, having nice hair. So yeah, you do that. You can get a lot like a lot of guys already just by doing that. Landing a guy is super easy, you know? You can like easily fuck a guy, just fuck a guy and then you you could like rope him into having a relationship with you. That being said, if you are punching above your weight, right? Let's say you're a 6.5 and you're fucking an 8 or 9. No matter how much sex you give him, like it's really unlikely that he'll commit to you. I'm saying if you're a 6.5 and you fuck a 6.5 or a 7, you know, after a while it might be possible. I mean, it's very possible that like he'll, you two just end up together. In fact, even if you don't give him sex, actually... Not giving him sex might be the smarter play if you want him to commit to you. Especially, you know what, in Asian communities, um, there's nothing better you can do to get a guy than to let him chase you endlessly because the more you deny him, the more he builds that desire inside himself of wanting you. And when I say that, it's not coming from a purely sexual place. I mean, when a guy wants you like that, like it's normally holistic. Like, yeah, sure, they daydream about you. But because they're chasing you so much, 
they create an image of you in their minds that's not congruent with reality. The image they create in their minds is this woman who's just lovely, who's really nice, has amazing thoughts. She's so cool. She's so funny, which you probably are in the beginning because you're not showing him your real side, right? And let's face it, most humans are just not lovely all the time. But in his mind, he's built up this persona of you where you are lovely all the time. And that's what I mean when I say it's hard to keep a man, especially if he tried so hard in the beginning to quote unquote get you. So here's why keeping a man is hard. And in the beginning, what tends to happen is they have this like unreal version of yourself in their minds, okay? They create this image of you, of being so good. That's why they chose you. But then after a while, they just realize like you're fucking human. That's one aspect of it. Another aspect of why it's hard to keep him is because when a lot of guys, when a lot of guys think that they love you, actually what they're actually feeling is lust for you. And a lot of guys don't know how to differentiate those two things. So after a guy's been with you for a while and then he's nutted, you know, his body might tell his like his software in his brain might say, all right, you've nutted, you're done with her, let her go. And I've been, I felt that way in the past where before I like pee pee touch with a girl, I'm super excited by her. She's cool. But the, the moment I nut, like I'm like, eh, I don't want to hang out with her anymore. Sometimes it takes quite a few nuts before I'm like, oh, I don't want to hang out with her anymore. So the, okay, I'm going to talk to the guys for a moment. Hey, hey, boys, my boys, how do you know if you like a girl? It's really simple. If you want to hang out with her, like genuinely want to hang out with her after you bust a nut inside her or whatever, if after that you want to hang out with her, then you like her. Like for real, you like her. You might even love her full stop. But if after you nut, you just want her to leave or like you just want to sleep, then you you just lust for her, bro. That's not love. So, you know, if that's you, my bros, do the ethical thing. And if you want to keep banging, you tell her, I, I, I don't mind seeing you, but I can't commit to you because I genuinely feel, don't feel that way about you. Now, the moment you say that to a girl, like they'll probably, <laughs> it's really impossible to keep banging them if I'm honest. But you know what? I I think it's better to just live an honest life. And if after get if after that the girl still wants to bang you, you're just like, woohoo, like free sex. Why the hell not, right? But even then I would be suspicious because there might be a chance that she's hoping that you might turn around and realize that you've, you're in love with her all along, which is possible, you know? You could fall in love with her way later, but I think in usual cases that's unlikely. So... If that happens to you, I think what you should do is just do the ethical thing and be like, I don't think it's a good idea. One of the best things you can do as a man is to always cut the relationship shorter than it needs to be. Leave before things can get painful. That's what I think. Uh, unless, of course, you've found someone you want to spend your life with. That's a different story. I'm just talking about the girls that you're cycling through. Let me get back to the ladies. It's really horrible ladies that I have no idea how to console this situation for you because you never know how your man really feels about you until you've helped him not at least 20 times 
I know that's a very specific number, but I'm just giving you a ballpark. Because you got to see, like, you know, after he nuts, like, what what's his behavior like? Does this person actually appreciate me, like me, for all my, for all my, like, faults? Like, are my faults too big for him? Some guys want sex so much, they'll just ignore the faults in the short term. And in that short term, the girl can become very codependent or, like, just dependent on this guy have developed strong feelings for him and that's unethical boys you shouldn't do that and that being said girls you got to watch out for that you know you got to see very early on what is this guy about that's why i don't really believe in withholding sex as a as an effective dating strategy what it does is yes it builds up the hype it makes him chase you even harder but you only lose in the short you only win in the short term you lose out in the long term because you never know who he is and how he really feels about you when all that chemical nonsense in his brain that's telling him to chase you because the brain just wants him to get the pussy the part that falls in love with you like it goes beyond lust obviously right it's sort of like a companionship almost but with like a romantic twist to it and to that i don't think i can prescribe I, I don't think i can say that comes from a necessarily like animalistic chemical point of view it's a very like a higher vibration part of yourself that gets to appreciate another human being in that way especially of the opposite gender you know someone you date in that romantic sense and not just look at it from a lustful point of view. That's what you want from a guy, you know. That's how you can get a good commitment in the long term. And it's really hard to get there until you fucked him at least 20 times. Sometimes you can tell after the first night or even the third night. But some guys, like, it's just really hard. All right. That concludes my thoughts today on getting him is easy, keeping him is hard. Uh, I hope you found that helpful, ladies. Uh, if you have any follow-up questions, do let me know on hearthjoeofficial at gmail.com. If you like the podcast so far, uh, find a way to send me love. Uh, you know how to do it. And if you want to help me grow, uh, I would really appreciate it if you did it just by the word of mouth. You know, tell a friend like, hey, this guy has interesting things to say about dating tomorrow. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to do the flip of what I just talked about. I am, tomorrow I'm going to do getting her is hard, keeping her is harder. Uh, you see what I did there, guys? Yeah, so for girls, the first part is easy. The second part is hard. For men, the whole thing is hard. <laughs> That's what she said. All right, for the last portion of today's uh, Mabubu, we're going to do ASEAN News Singapore. Okay, this one is from The Guardian, published 21st December 2020. The title reads, Singapore Street Food Added to UNESCO Heritage List. Oh my God, I don't know why. Like, I wanted to read this one because uh, I knew I would get triggered reading this. The city, state's cosmopolitan hawker culture has been added to the prestigious list. Welcome recognition after a tough year for vendors plus five of the best food centers to visit. One of Singapore's most loved institutions have been has been given a timely boost with the country's hawker culture being added to the UNESCO list of intangible cultural heritage of humanity. 
right? I'm not going to read the rest because I, I basically know what's going to say. It's just going to jerk Singapore's dick off, basically. Oh, but I'm so disappointed. I mean, what about Malaysia? You know, this is like a freaking never-ending debate. We supposedly have like way better food. And based on my anecdotal experience being in Singapore... I thought the food was okay, but it's never made me go like, oh, like Malaysian food. Not even fucking Singaporean chili crab, which is what they're famous for. I'm just skimming through this article. I see dishes like chakwe tiao, hokkien mee, bakute. I just think the Malaysian versions of these foods are way better. And it sucks that these UNESCO people would just like oversee, not oversee, just overlook Malaysia. <laughs> just overlook Malaysia like that. Like, oh, it doesn't feel good. And you know what it is, guys? It's just about being popular, I guess. Singapore's so popular. But Malaysia's like that weird kid in the corner that has lots of talents. But because he's weird, no one wants to fuck with him. So no one gets to appreciate his talents. So I guess uh, we have nobody to s- but ourselves to blame. But I can still be salty about Singapore. All right, next article. From the Malay Mail, published 20 December 2020. The title reads, Rioting with deadly weapon at Singapore's Clark Key, five arrested men hunt on for other suspects. Goddamn, there was a, a riot in Singapore? I wonder if this is politically motivated. Let's see. We don't like the government. The government make life too good for us. It makes me go crazy. There's nothing wrong with Singapore. I just want to fuck shit up sometimes, okay? Five men aged between 21 and 40 have been arrested for their suspected involvement in a case of rioting with a deadly weapon along Yutong Sand Street in Clark Key last night. A manhunt is underway for the other suspects involved in the brawl which broke up between two groups due to a dispute in a nearby restaurant, the police said. It's not politically motivated. It's just people getting into a fight. Why the hell are you calling this shit a riot? Isn't a riot like like Black Lives Matter level? (laughs) No, no. Bad example. Black Lives Matter was a peaceful protest and everybody knows that. So this is what constitutes a riot in Singapore. Jeez, man. They've got their law enforcement so tight that two people fighting is a riot. I might go and start a riot there myself. (laughs) Okay, so we know the story. I'm not going to read the rest. Uh, Last one today. It's also from the Malay Mail. Published uh, December 20, 2020. The title reads, Singapore surpasses Switzerland. That's it. The title doesn't say anything else. Like, what the fuck? This is so... This is so... Oh, my brother's calling me. Let's see. Hey, Afik, what's up? Yeah, eat now. Abba's hungry. Abba is here? Yeah. You all want to eat? Yeah, I'm also hungry. Okay, I'm coming down. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay, guys, I'm just going to grab a quick bite and I'm going to come back and finish this fucking jerk-off of an article, Singapore surpasses Switzerland. That could mean fucking anything, right? Singapore produced more pencils than Switzerland. You're going to write this fucking article? Fuck me. All right. Be right back, lovelies. Hey, guys, just came back from dinner, from what was a very Bangla dinner. Had rice, dal, eggs, and fried fish. 
Now the fish was a special Bangladeshi fish that my dad's crazy about. It's called hilsha, hilsha fish, and it's really bony, and I'm not a fan. But uh, there's this thing that Asian parents do. Like I don't know if you can relate to this, but he's he's like this fish is very nice. You need to try it. You try it now. You try it. Try it in front of me. It's very nice. Eh? You try it. So like I don't know what the fuck he he is expecting. Is he expecting me to eat it and go like? Mm! When like I already told him like I know what it tastes like that I think it's okay but he's like no you try you try no <sighs> all right where was I I was shitting on Singapore I think ah okay Singapore surpasses Switzerland so months after after months of COVID 19s unprecedented economic contraction restrictions and the embarrassment of large scale transmission within foreign workers dormitories our leaders have pulled off a real triumph wow this author is just like rubbing her own dick man the world economic forum wef summit of the most powerful world and business leaders will be hosted in singapore in 2021 wow well done singapore first you get fucking what was it unesco to recognize your shit And now the World Economic Forum is like, yo, let's set up shop in Singapore. But why? Let's read on. Since its inception in 1971, the event has always been held in the Swiss resort of Davos, save for one year when it was held in New York. I'm walking here. Basically, by hosting perhaps the most prestigious annual gathering of the world's elite, Singapore has made clear its economic ascendancy. This that this motherfucking author is just using fancy words to say, oh, because they want to have their party over here. It means we lit, we in now, dog. We hanging with the cool kids. That's what this author is saying. This author is so fucking proud. Fucking, I bet this author thinks Malaysia is shit. Just a feeling. <clears throat> In moving the WEF from the heart of Europe to the heart of Asia, we see recognition of the economic rise of Asia, an acknowledgement that Singapore is now the preeminent Asian hub. Uh, it's just line after line of masturbating. It draws global attention to the fact that we have controlled the coronavirus better than any other competing major city. New York, Tokyo, Seoul, London, Paris, Hong Kong cannot say they have brought community transmission to near zero. You know what I think this is? I think this is one of those sycophants people who like has friends in the government or like. And then the government like pays them a lot of money. This is just what I think. Um, it's a fucking long article. Is this this person rubbing her own dick? By Sureka Kae Yadav, some super proud Singaporean. I can't. I'm not gonna read this anymore. Okay, that's the podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for sticking with me. I uh, appreciate you all so much. Send me some love, and I will continue to send you love. A podcast almost every day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.